this is Andrew coming at you at the top of the episode. Just to let you know, you may hear a couple times us mentioning that we are going to discuss video game music. I tried to edit out as much as possible, but there was some things I just couldn't get out of there. Uh, the reason we decided to remove it is because we ended up not discussing video game music, which was the original plan for this episode. We were going to discuss Batman real quick because we both saw the Batman, but then just ended up talking about the Batman the whole time and decided to save our video game music discussion for our next episode. Now, I know this is not our usual formula, as we usually discuss things based on video games, but we just couldn't help ourselves in talking about this movie, so we decided to change it up a bit. So buckle up while we discuss the Batman. Welcome back, gamers. This is Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Edgington. And this is 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we watch movies, series, and all things video games. I saw the Batman last night. Josh, you saw it last Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you were very vague about what happened. Uh, the main thing that you just asked me was what kind of Batman movie did you think of? Did I think that this yeah, was going to be? based on the trailers, what was your interpretation of the style of movie you were going to get? Um, and do you remember what your initial response was? It was going to be like a crime drama. Yeah. And that is exactly what this was. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it because that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I basically said it was like a mix of like murder mystery slash suspense thriller um, and I mean, Jesus Christ, there was a lot of murder mystery shit going on in this. Movie. Yes. Oh, 100%. Like if you enjoy the early Batman comics where he's actually doing detective work, you are going to fucking love this movie because he solves puzzles. <laughs> throughout yeah. the whole fucking him and him and Jim Gordon solve fucking puzzles throughout the whole goddamn movie. And I know some people, like, I guess she said this at the beginning. I know people are like, but this isn't a video game movie. What are they guys? What are they? What are these guys talking about? Because fuck you. That's why. Yeah. Fuck so, you. Because we cha- both want to talk about we're it. We're changing our chemistry a little bit on to this, this podcast. We will be discussing every once in a while, a non video game related movie. We need more content. Plus who gives a shit? I want, I want to fucking talk about these things. Yeah. So like Josh said, you know, it's Commissioner Gordon and Batman solving Mr. He ain't like, Commissioner yet, boy. He's not yet. Don't call him the old commish. I, I love that that was that d- dynamic. We don't get another origin story, which thank fucking yeah, God. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need it. They learned the lesson that Spider-Man Homecoming gave us where it's like, okay, how many fucking Spider-Man are we on to now? You guys know that Uncle Ben's dead? Cool. Yeah, we don't need to Move see that, that pearl dropping scene again that yeah, we've seen in like every exactly. single fucking movie. Exactly. And, you know, they just hop into it. It's Batman year two. He's fucking uh, narrating everything himself, like classic comic book style with like giving his own narration of his progress. It reminded me a lot of South Park's The Coon. How like every episode, like the streets yeah. are yeah, paid with kinda, trash. It's kind of it's kind of true, <laughs> and uh, yeah, even that's pretty accurate. Because I mean, like, out of all the characters in the movie, you could even consider Gotham City to be its own character, 
because of how fucking disgusting it was. Yeah. You just got a sense of like how unclean, like this, they would show a subway train and it's just completely riddled with trash and graffiti. And you're like, no one didn't even bother cleaning this. Yeah. Nobody did. It's always raining in this city. They show it at night. All no, the fucking time. No one knows how to turn on a light switch. There may be no power in, in Gotham City because like. Yeah, they just don't know. Seriously, there's no like every scene is so dark. So I'm going to feel bad for people at home that like watch this because my TV sucks and everything seems extra dark. I'm glad I saw this in a movie theater. Yeah, turn even, up the brightness. <laughs> even at that point, you're just like, wait, what? What's going on here? Yeah, it's like that thing when like you're starting to play like a horror game or something and it's just like, oh, set the darkness so you can barely see the symbol and you're like, no, fuck that. I want to see these things before they get out of the darkness. Exactly. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to have to do when I re- rewatch the Batman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it it was very dark, even yeah. to the point where um, my my girlfriend cat kept like going, Jesus Christ. Every time there was like a, a bright light from like a motorcycle or car, because it just like illuminated the screen because it was the only source of light. Yeah. And that's, the point <laughs> that's the effectiveness of the cinematography in this movie is it's that's what they're trying to portray that he lives in the shadows the fucking criminals live in the shadows and they just basically rule gotham but i mean like i like i mentioned to you i was trying to be vague but i was like the the how they effectively show the symbolism of batman in the first 5 minutes of that movie and his effect it was so powerful to me. Oh, it was awesome. It, it just opens with him narrating and saying that, like, it's been two years. You know, I'm still on my fucking vengeance path to the point where people call he like calls himself vengeance and people call him vengeance. Some people call him Batman, but some people call him vengeance. And they just show multiple scenarios of like criminals doing shit around the city, but noticing the bat signal has been turned on and then staring at dark alleys wondering if Batman's staring out at them and getting freaked the fuck out and running away. And then obviously we get that scene from the trailer where it's the whole, he beats the shit out of that whole crew of almost what looked like Joker clan people, but they're not, I mean, cause it takes place on Halloween. So well, I, I well, guess I get it. The thing is also, um, uh, well, yeah, I don't want to hop into like what happens at the end of the movie too quickly, but there is a hint and I'll get into it when we get there um, about there's a hint that Joker is going to be in the next one. But I think yeah. they're hinting that Joker also was caught in year one. That's what I think they were. They were hinting. I can actually tell it when we get to it. I can tell you exactly what it is because the director, Matt Reeves, um, fully explained exactly who that character is, where he is in his crime, like where at his point in like his history and if he is actually the Joker yet. So he, yeah, we can get into that when we get to that point. But like the thing is that, you know, we, it, I thought it started off great right off the bat. Like no pun intended, oh, you, you know, we don't get, they wait, don't they make that joke or something in the movie? I don't know, but I, uh, they might've, was there any jokes in this movie? Because it is the only when even when penguins starting to say, uh, jokes, you kind of miss it because you're just kind of like, oh wait, somebody in the movie theater laughed because it's 
This is so, it's so gritty. Like, it's so fucking gritty. Like, dude, there was somebody sitting next to Cap that there was only one, there must have been one seat left, and she brought her kid, like, probably like five, four years old, to sit on her lap in this one seat. And I was kind of like watching it halfway through, and I'm like, this is not your your kids Batman. Yeah, this, this is, is a PG-13 movie that actually is like rated R. I mean, right at the beginning where the guy says to the cop says to Batman happy fucking Halloween. I was like, "Wait, is this an R-rated movie?" Cuz we've already seen Riddler fucking murder someone with like a uh what did they say like a carpet tearing tool yeah. or some shit? Um and I was like, "Well, they didn't, you know, they don't show him stabbing the dude in the head. They show it kind of in the darkness and you're like, "Well, okay, PG-13." But they're really pushing the it, line, so it it's, was st- it was a little much for a kid. That it young. reminded me if like they mer- they they and it again different context, different plot, but like it remi- the feel reminded me a lot of that movie Seven. I got that vibe. Um, yes, absolutely. I also got Saw vibes from the Riddler's yes. traps and like the way he was torturing the corrupt people who he was going after. So I was like, oh shit, and and. Paul Dano as the Riddler, fucking awesome. He's always been a really good actor. Like I, I, yeah, I, you know, I no frame of reference for this guy other than knowing what he looked like. I was like, that guy's the Riddler. Loved him in Little Miss Sunshine. You know, uh, he was in some serial killer movie. I can't remember what it was called. That he was only at the beginning. And um, friend Evan was watching, and I was on my way out. And it's terrible to bring it up because I don't even remember the name. But he was also in that movie um, with Daniel Radcliffe. Um, Swiss Army Man, which was yeah, a really a, that's good, a good movie. You should, yeah. yeah, check it out. It's fucking weird, but but he's he's just like like he was fucking awesome as the Riddler. Oh, he's a psychopath. That's well, yeah, like true to the truest nature of the world, uh, like an absolute psychopath. In such a good way, like good way to do the Riddler. Like I thought it was such like a creative way. Like let's make him different. Let's not do this fucking question mark. Well, costume. I don't know. Jim Carrey kind of killed it. <laughs> I, I do hold some childhood love for, Oh, fucking yeah. Batman forever. Yeah. In that setting with how cheesy and like odd and fucking campy that even, movie, is, even though James Earl perfectly. Jones wanted to, not James Earl Jones, Tommy Lee Jones wanted to murder fucking Jim Carrey. That yeah. Time. He told him to his face. I cannot, I cannot fathom your unsanctionable buffoonery or something like that. But it's so weird because when you watch that movie, they look like they're having a grand old time together. <laughs> well, that just goes to show you how good Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> yeah. is where you can fucking deal with that guy and be like, I fucking hate him and pretend like he actually likes him. Pretty much. Real life Two-Face. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. What a twist. That's the that's the twist in that movie. Now, this I thought was fucking awesome, Josh, was like how realistic they made this movie like in a way to like, yeah, there was obviously some weird stuff that, you know, wouldn't be realistic, but like the fact that like it did get a little cheesy, but at the same time, when you hear the clunk of his boots coming out of the darkness, what was cheesy about that? After a while, it got a little cheesy where the third time you just hear clunk, 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 clunk. I laugh. He's sticking to his MO. (laughs) Dude, that dude. No. Yeah. No. He doesn't. It's it. The, here's the here's the mindset. Batman doesn't give a fuck if you run. He knows he will get you, even if yeah. he's like Jason Voorhees. That's he's what just me walking slow. Myers more like, and he's so fucking slow and deliberate. And his 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 outfit is so like 
Like the, the boots especially are so heavy. You just hear it like, and all the fucking villains are like, boots. I hate boots. But it makes sense that one, he'd, he'd be wearing like a, a heavy ass boot because like he wants to be able to make like a very big impact when he mm-hmm. kicks and like, um, just, also, you know, he needs to be bulletproof, bulletproof yeah. too. Like you could just tell, like he would, he, he was heavy. Like his, he definitely had a lot of shit going on on his armor Yeah, and he like went with it. Like this Batman doesn't need, Batman doesn't need to be fast. And that's like a thing that they always made like, Oh, Batman's really fast and Batman can dodge everything. No, you see fucking Robert Pattinson's Batman take a bat to the head and he's like, oh, he gets then- shot from close range. Like even though everyone misses his exposed chin the entire movie. And I love the little niche shit that you would only know if you knew some of the comics. They didn't even explain the gun hilt fucking battering in his chest, man. You know about that, right? Um, yeah, I heard that when they originally showed it, it was supposed to be the uh, made from the gun that killed his parents. And I they didn't touch on it, so maybe it is, it, maybe it, it isn't. It but, is. But all, you, but all he does is uses it as a utility knife like twice in the movie. He throws it once, I think. I think he threw it once. But still, I like that it's, it's just something he can just like grab mm-hmm. instead of him just having countless gadgets that come out of nowhere. I thought that that they, I loved how they kept like the gadgets very limited and he still had a good amount of gadgets. He did have a good amount of gadgets, but like, again, it wasn't like over the top gadgets. You know what I'm saying? Like how after a while grappling hook, what else you got? You got that little utility knife bat symbol thing. He had his high tech contact lenses that do like, that was probably the most high tech facial recognition scanning. Somehow that has to be linked to like the fucking GCPD database because it's scanning all of these people and like, holy fuck, that alone was ridiculous. But that was also super cool. But I love also they added that like his eyes are constantly red because he's constantly wearing them and. um, Oh, yeah. And he's also like staying up all night and not sleeping during the day because he's obsessed with he's obsessed with being Batman to the point where this isn't this is not a Batman that we've seen before. Um, Cause I don't really know if we've explored this early in Batman's like history because he's so obsessed with being Batman that he is just like, I don't, I'm not, I don't, Bruce Wayne is the fucking, he's the mask. I'm not Bruce Wayne. He's like, I don't give a fuck about being Bruce Wayne. Doesn't even try in this one. To Doesn't be try. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He makes like, he does two things as Bruce Wayne in this movie, but all with the, all the ultimatum of trying to get information yeah. for the Batman. <laughs> and you could tell that he's he's secluded himself so much in this Batman universe that like one some of the unless you're overly rich you don't even know what he looks like or like you can tell that he has social it, like he doesn't feel you you could tell he just doesn't even look comfortable being out of the suit no and like I thought that was just such a nice touch he barely talks. And like I think when because this is getting a fucking sequel, let's it is, it say are, that. It was already or, greenlit for a sequel. And and um, you know, I think like that that's gonna be his next thing in the movie. I think then the sequel they're gonna really focus yeah. on him trying to figure out how to be Bruce Wayne. I I just thought that was such a nice touch. And again, it's a it's a such a different fucking movie. Yeah, I've never seen. We've never explored it, this n- type of Batman. Not nothing. 
And I mean, I, I'll be very honest with you. I knew very little about Robert Pattinson. Everyone said when this movie was first announced, like, oh, fucking fuck Twilight guy. It's like, yeah, listen, that man, he made his nut early in his fucking life so that he could do all these avant-garde and indie movies yeah. that he really fucking flourished in. Watch that movie, The Lighthouse, with Willem Dafoe. It's a black and white fucking almost horror movie. And it's just two people going crazy in a fucking lighthouse. Exactly. He's done many other movies. He also did a movie that um, with Sebastian Stan, Tom Holland, where he's a pastor in like Louisiana. And Tom Holland's trying to figure Cherry out. Cherry Bomb or something like that. It's, I don't know. I'm not 100% on the. No, it's like the devil. Uh, but uh, the devil among us or so, something like that. And he plays a fucking sinister pastor with like a perfect southern like Louisiana drawl. Like, oh, like he he the man can act. And in this movie, yeah, he 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 definitely. I think he might it might be my favorite Batman. The movie you're talking about is The Devil All the Time. Devil. Yes. Yeah, I knew it was I mixed that something. with Cherry, which was a movie he also did. Yeah. Um, I think they both he plays a southern person in both those movies. Yeah. Um but you're I, right. You're I mean right. I, I like I like other depictions. I did like like Ben Affleck's like fucking old man Batman. That's cool, but it has its place. Michael Keaton, nostalgia. Love Michael Keaton. He's coming back in the Flash movie. Cool. I'll see that. I bet it'll be fine. Um you know, the other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Yeah, I'll have a George laugh, but they're Clooney. not great. Um, you know, but this one as to being true, oh, Christian Bale. Yeah. Obviously great Batman other than the mm. fucking weird voice. Am I, um, I, yeah, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, but staying true to Batman, this is a really, really almost perfect depiction. I of think Batman. in, you know, people can get mad at me and I'm not saying that it's better. Like I obviously love some Batman different because of nostalgia, like Josh said, but I think this is the best adaptation of Batman we've ever gotten. Yeah. Because like, like you asked me and you, you just like, okay, I don't really want to know, but like, do they ham up? Like, is there some like fucking love thing in here? And I'm just like, no. And you knew what I meant. Like, yes, she's trying to be the like Catwoman. seductive and flirty with him. Cause that's just her. And Zoe Kravitz, she was a great Catwoman. Crushed it. Crushed it. Fucking crushed, crushed it. Crushed it as Catwoman. Um, so fucking cute, too. She was absolutely fucking yeah. adorable. Absolutely. But he is still... And, and if they did do that, where they allowed her to, you know, know who he is or, like, let, let his guard down to the point where he fucks up, yeah, I would have been like, well, that's fucking stupid. But he doesn't. He is driven. He is fucking centered on his goal throughout this whole movie because again this is still someone who's obsessed with getting vengeance for whoever killed his parents yeah, and i think that's and that's such an awesome take on him because like we really dive into like he he is down to just crush fucking crime and like literally get rid of the crime and just in and, and what he doesn't realize he's doing is other people especially the people that live in the slums, because it doesn't even seem like he's really in it to, to protect people at the beginning. Like he's just like, no. I, I'm in this for me vengeance. I'm in this for myself. Yeah. And he doesn't realize until the end of the movie that he's got people, crazy people thinking they're doing the same thing as him. But in a way 
They are, but they're the, what he's realizing more because I think also he didn't realize how corrupt Gotham was because yeah. the shock he was when he's like the whole DA is like office is involved in in the backward like the behind the scenes crime. Yeah. So like I think he didn't realize that it's like no this is I'm showing people something wrong. They think like, well, I can take matters into my own hands. And if it's politicians, I'm going to take them out. Yeah. The rich need, it's the rich's fault. And, you know, and he finds out that his family wasn't perfect either. Yeah. And that, that's great. That's, that's great that we finally have the fucking Waynes aren't perfect. And they actually somehow, they, directly contributed whether they thought it was you know being uh, uh you know a philanthropy philanthropist angle they didn't realize how corrupt gotham was to the point where uh, well okay so basically thomas wayne invests a billion or more dollars into the um what was the name of the fund the renewal the renewal fund it was renewal an, for fund. an orphanage it for an orphanage and for plans to invest in the city and different like you know low income communities and transportation all of that stuff over a long period of time and he was going to continue to dump money into it but what happens is that the fucking GCPD the corrupt people in the DA the mayor's office working with crime syndicates get into this fund and get too greedy and then it just it fucking it it manipulates everyone in the city, even Thomas Wayne, to the point where he goes to fucking what was it Carmine Falcone for help? Yeah, Falcone, and somehow thinks that he's not going to kill a person other than just like yeah, like um, intimidate him. He has this reporter has some dirt on Martha Wayne, which. I don't know if this is like canon. It's got to be because they've been taking a lot of nods towards the comic book, but she's got some sort of fucked up history and this yeah. journalist had information on it. And again, what Josh said, I don't know how Thomas Wayne th- thought if you're familiar with the comics, Falcone is a ruthless fucking mob boss, yeah. like going to him and being like, Hey man, can you put the squeeze on this person to make him be quiet? And Falcone's going to look at that and being like, ah, eh, the only way he's going to be quiet is if we kill him. Like, you know, Yeah, I mean, he's also smart enough to think, Oh, Thomas Wayne, one of the richest fucking people in the, in the city, he's asking me for help. He's like, now I'm gonna yeah, but on him. I can do him this favor. Because he fucking saved my life that one time when I was dropped at his door with bullet wounds in me. Or, hmm, I could have leverage on him and fucking manipulate him that way. And that's exactly what happens. Yep. And then they hint that he might have killed, uh, gotten Bruce's parents killed. But oh, they also They implied, also yeah. backpedal. You can tell the writers are like, well, let's not fully reveal that because maybe exactly. you want to do something else with that. Yes. They don't want to do that because they want Batman to... Like Batman's whole thing is like he doesn't know who killed his parents. And that's a mistake they've made in some of the other movie adaptations where like in the Michael Keaton ones, it's like, oh, well, we find out the Joker killed his parents. Okay, well, the Joker is dead at the end of the first one. Why are you still Batman? You got your fucking justice. You can quit being Batman. The guy's dead. Yeah. They've always liked to leave it where it was an unnamed person corrupted by Gotham, killed his parents, ran off into the night. So now he's trying to make himself feel better by going after these unnamed criminals that may or may not do end up doing the same thing if he doesn't stop them or basically put them in like a coma because he fucks up a lot. He does of a lot of double taps with his fist. Like it's a lot of like, uh, uh, after beating the shit out of them. He's just like, just in case 
thunk thunk to yeah the- <laughs> even though like the even the one you see in the first trailer that came out that guy that guy's not he's he's, he's got a, like okay. he's got a, like a year or two of physical therapy oh, yeah. after that like he snaps his arm he punches him so hard in the face that he Im- immediately drops like a sack of shit and then he hits him like four more times in the face when he's down and then beats the shit out of 15 other people who are shooting at him and trying to stab him and he zaps some dude in the fucking neck for like four seconds it's like yeah that guy's guy his heart stopped yeah like there's no way oh, you yeah. live through that and he just stares at him yeah it's all about that fear thing yeah, and, yeah that's true and people's reactions are so much more realistic than the other like movies like I loved at the beginning when they show the crime scene and Batman's walking through. And normally when we see like Batman walking through crime scenes in the other movies, people are just like, it's that guy. But no, openly like everybody goes quiet and everybody just kind of stares at him like, look at this fucking idiot, like in a costume. Yeah, No one knows. They're just like, what is this fucking guy doing? Why is Jim Gordon allowing this yes. guy into a crime scene? Why is he working with this person? Because like anyone would react being like there's a per- there's a grown man in a fucking costume dressed as a bat on a fucking crime scene. Like this is this is stupid. This is silly. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Even some other- cops call it out and they're like you're not going in there. Fuck you, dude. He's yeah. like I don't care who you are. And in, and it's funny because in other Batman movies, people are just like, oh, guy in a bat suit. It's Batman. <laughs> it's just Batman. Where in this, it's like, no. People, Let him in here. It's Batman. They really felt. And that was in the comics, too. Like, they, the, a lot of the police officers loathe Batman. Like, they yeah. fucking hate him. Yeah, I love that angle. I love that angle in that, you know, in like, um, even in like the Spider-Man PS4 game, you have that angle where he's like, oh, I got to get out of here before the cops show up. Because yep. co- sometimes the cops like, we don't need your help, dude. Why do you fucking keep interjecting? Like you make things worse. You're not wanted. Yeah. It's the same thing here. Cause it's like Batman. I mean, if you're, if we want to be absolutely honest about Batman, he kind of is a catalyst for bringing all of these really fucking terrible supervillains oh, yeah. to Gotham city. He's like, he's like a, a beacon and they, like they could go to the other side of the world and be corrupt. But for some reason they're like, I want to go to this shady ass city where there's a guy dressed as a bat fucking people up in the night well joker's whole mo is he's like in love with the with the back and forth him and batman have Mm -hmm. like he his whole thing is it's him and batman versus the world like yeah in death of a family like comic his whole thing is about you've gone like trying to make batman stronger by doing fucked up things because he's like ever since you've gotten sidekicks and like made a family you're fucking weak yeah, I think Joker believes truly that Batman is as broken as him, but he wants yes. to push him to make that last step, which is just murdering someone. He thinks that they're like so fucking close and so compatible that it's just like, maybe if I can just push him a little farther, he'll become like me. And, that's and then a- we'll truly be kindred spirits. Oh, I hope that's what the next one's going to be, because that that was kind of like Death of the Family, where he was like, I can do anything. I can murder as many people as you love, but you still won't kill me. Like, and it's just uh, their demographic is so good. And I don't think they've ever truly pushed it as much as they could in the movies. But I can see this version of Batman them being being able to do it, even though I will say. I'm a little sick of different adaptations of Joker. 
Batman's got such a big rogues gallery that we could do so like let's let's get into fucking Colin Farrell. Loved him as the penguin. Yeah, let, let's Did, talk about him a little bit. I told Cat it was him and she was like, "No." Dude, you you it's funny cuz like I knew that he was the penguin originally and I still thought like, "Wow, he looks really good." And I guess like it took like 4 hours yeah. in the first couple weeks. They got it down to 2 hours uh by the end of it, but he is and it, it's and it's not like it's not like they're putting on this suit and he doesn't look like he could actually be a real person. Like Danny DeVito's penguin, that's not a real person. <laughs> no, no. You know what I mean? This is a man who is just he's a he's like a New York gangster with some unique facial features that make him look a little odd. But he's not like not everyone calls him the penguin. He's not like really at that status. Like it's kind of a nickname. You know, some people call him that, but really they're just calling him by his first name. He's not even like a boss at that point. He's an underling to Carmine Falcone in this movie. Oh, also, he's getting an HBO Max series. I read about that. I don't think it's going to be as good as Peacemaker. But if they do it, if it is, holy fuck. If they keep it like this and it's, um, you know, I'm really hoping that we're getting a lot of these in between shows that go into the next movie because i think that would i think that's what we should be doing now because then we can yeah stop showing all this other shit in movies to drag out like things be like we need to show this we need to show this origin origin let's make the movie longer than three hours because honestly there was a lot of things they could have cut out in this movie it should have been three hours it was really fucking long it was really long i mean there was definitely just some scenes they held on which they just didn't need to hold on how many fucking times did Batman stare at that orphan kid oh my for God. way too fucking? I kept being like, Robin, look away. Is that going to be Robin? Look <laughs> away. They already think you're a vigilante. They don't need to add pedophile to that. Don't look at the orphan like, I'm an orphan, too. I feel for you. You want to you wanna spelunk in my bat cave? I thought they could have done a little bit more of that. Like It would have been nicer and filled the scene a little bit more if Bruce Wayne avoided talking to everybody, which he kind of did, and then just sat down with that boy and just, like, talked to him and just said, like, hey, and showing, like, his first connection with people, and then that impact we get at the end when the boy's the only one that reaches for him, when he finally decides, maybe I should help these people, and it would be like, oh, yeah, because he sat down and talked to him. Instead, he's like, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think they just wanted to use that kid as like the symbol of um, civilians actually starting to trust Batman and not realizing, you know, he is trying to do good um, because still at that point, the papers were yes, like, what the fuck him. is the deal with this guy? Like he's taking out people, but he's like fucking shit up and damaging property. And, you know, people are going into probably comas. Oh, fuck. Yeah. On intubation tubes and they can't breathe on their own. Because he's reckless and he's, no, I don't kill. It's like, yeah, they're kind of brain dead. So, I mean, you're kind of dead. But, yeah, he, I can I can just keep going on about how brutal he was. And, yeah. oh, and one thing I don't want to go over and over in his gadgets and stuff. I thought it was so cool when he was, like, weak. And instead of him, like, there's, no, please don't have him. Just, like, he gets, like, a shotgun blast to the chest. Serena's getting, like, Selena's getting, like, beat up. And I'm like, how is he going to fucking get up? There's no way. 
he pulls an adrenaline shot out and I'm like, that makes sense. That makes fucking sense that he would yeah. just shove, like shoot himself up with adrenaline and just like, yeah. And it's, it's weird. Cause I, w- I was listening to like reviews for this and several people were like, why don't they explain what that green stuff is that the injection? I'm like, how the, how the fuck don't you know that's adrenaline? Have you seen Pulp Fiction? <laughs> like <laughs> he did that. He had fucking that close range blast from a shotgun into his bulletproof vest. Sure. Still going to still going to break your fucking ribs and maybe your sternum. How did he immediately go get up and then just start pounding the shit out of the guy? They showed his face. That guy is never going to. He's never coming back from that. Oh, yeah. He's never he's never getting a date again. He is exclusively going to hookers from here on. Yeah. One hundred percent. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up too, um, because we shouldn't dwell on this too long, but um, only an hour left. Did yeah. you notice? And I don't know if you've seen Batman Returns, um, re- fairly recently. The music of Selena Kyle, uh, and I'll I'll try to drop it in. I don't have it here now, and maybe I'll show you later after Josh. Uh, in Batman Returns, they use that type of music a little bit throughout this movie, especially when um, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman's in. Hmm. And I feel like it's kind of a nod to the Tim Burton Batman Returns. Like it's could be, yeah. It's this weird type of like weird violin type of thing, and it's definitely in this movie. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I don't doubt it. Matt Reeves is like a super fan of the cinematic movies as well as the actual source material comics. So I wouldn't doubt that he might try to have little, you know, little tributes here and there, whether it be like you said, like uh, the music is slightly influenced by the original music that was in the old movies. I could absolutely see that. You know what my favorite thing in this movie was? Um, The vengeance, the Batmobile dude, this, the reveal scene of the Batmobile it's like, yeah, everyone's seen in the trail like, oh, it's like a souped up muscle car. It's like, yeah, but you don't understand how effectively terrifying that Batmobile is oh when they reveal it. Oh it's God. in the shadows and then just all these flames and fucking lights and shit start fucking flaming up from the goddamn thing. And like they also made it realistic. It stalled out. It stalled out when he fucking tried to immediately take off. And it's like penguins like peace <laughs> pieces out immediately, but it doesn't matter. Uh, that was probably, I think that was probably the best scene. I think I really one of the best they scenes didn't in, show the movie. in the trailer because um, like cat didn't see the trailer. And like I turned because I was like, Oh, they show this in the trailer and her face was fucking lit up, dude. Like she was like, Holy shit. Like, yeah, especially you know, the scene, the best shot in the movie is clearly, Right after Colin Farrell's character is like, I got you. That's the part. And then he comes out of the jumping over flaming vehicles that uh, the penguin had knocked into each other and then hits the back of the car. And then the Batmobile stops and you get an image over the Batmobile as Penguin's car is just flipping sideways down the road and lands on its uh, upside down. I was like, dude. That's fucking, it's beautiful. It was unbelievable. Oh, dude. And when the car, like, oh, by the way, in that part, when he flies through the flames and like, um, Penguin's like, yeah, I got you. I got you. And when I saw, when you see Batman fly through, I immediately thought of Fast and Furious, Vin Diesel saying, muscle beats import 
every time <laughs> just fucking but like that car man it's definitely like reinforced there's like a cement tube that falls off a truck and he just picks up the speed and just plows right fucking through it yeah like, like the cement tubing they put in the ground for like fucking sewage like drainage big giant 10 foot radius tubes and he just fucking blasts through it screaming See, and that's the thing that was all so cool about this. Yeah, it so it's just car, intimidating. The car probably would have gotten more damage than it did. It's a movie, but like, it's more realistic shit. It's like he's like, I have like my my dad had a bunch. They even showed like his dad had a bunch of cars, mm-hmm. and he's just like, well, no, that was um the mayor, but still, his dad was mayor at one point and had all these cars, and like, he was just like, I got this muscle car. I'm going to make it fucking strong instead of just being like, here's this tank. I got this tumbler thing. That was really cool though. But I, I get, I, well, you're stupid. Um, but yeah, I, the tank was awesome. The this one was okay. <laughs> but this, it was just, it's more realistic. Such a cool yeah. car. I want a model of this fucking car. Like I thought it was just so cool. The, the, the cat was like, what was that blue light in the back? I'm like, honey, that was a fucking flame. It's yeah. just fire. Yeah, that was like nitro. Nitrous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, that was just nitrous. That's what that was. Um it's just a cool car scene. Like the the way this was fucking shot was just so good. You know. Ah, yeah. I want to see it again. I, I can't wait for a fucking sequel. I guess before we move on, I guess we should talk about the the ending part. Um, yeah, I mean, do you mean like the climax, like what happens with the Riddler and all that? Or you just mean like, cause I mean, we don't really need to talk about every single no, thing. No, we don't need, okay. cause like people, if, if at this point you just decide yeah. to listen to it, we'll save that for you to watch at the end. Cause it's really good. I don't want to get into like the whole Riddler, his thoughts. Yeah, there's like, a lot of, there's a lot of things that you could consider are spoilers in this movie. I mean, even if they're really stupid, like the Catwoman's dad reveal, it's like, who fucking cares? Who, like, who cares about that? But like, yeah, I'm not going to even say it. It doesn't matter. I want, even if you listen to this, you're like, I don't care about spoils. See it and just, just get yeah. the feel of the Riddler at the end and how amazing it is. You, yeah. Because you need to just see that on your own. But I'm talking about at the end, he's Riddler's in, in Arkham Asylum or what? Uh, no, it's actually the st- uh, Gotham State Hospital. It's not Arkham Asylum yet. Not yet. Yeah. Um. And he's 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 in jail. Oh wait, he is in Arkham. Is he in? Is it Arkham? Because because or is it Arkham State Hospital? Because he gets a call. Batman. I uh, well yeah. Bat. They were like, it's the Riddler. He's he's in Arkham. He wants to talk to the Batman. And oh like, yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's another twist. So the one of the twists. No, actually, no. You're not. I'm not gonna say it. No. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll talk to you after. Yeah, we'll talk about it. And I'll it. tell you how. That was the only real twist that I thought was in the movie. And we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was awesome. And that this is the thing that Josh and I are talking about. You need to just see it. No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is not what we're going to say. No, about no, who. I know. That's what I, I'm okay, saying. Okay. What we're, we're saying on the same page. We're on the is page. that we're not going to talk about that in recording. Yeah. Because you as listeners need to just watch it for yourself. Because Be- it's, because it's it, it affects things that lead up to the realization of. It's almost an anti-twist. It's a yes. twist within a twist kind it's of good. thing. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's very well done. But then this twist, which wasn't really a twist. No. So, I mean, honestly, at first I thought, 
So we're in Arkham State Hospital or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, Paul Dano's Riddler, he was captured. He was actually captured before the like penultimate scene in the movie where Batman saves a bunch of people where we already mentioned like the, you know, the orphan kid from the beginning is the first one to actually trust him. And I mean, we've seen it in the trailer, Batman leading a bunch of people out with a flare, you know, that's kind of where that scene ends. Also, we mentioned how Riddler has, you know, influenced a bunch of crazy people. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Batman has influenced a bunch of crazy people. Um, And that kind of leads up to that point. But what we get is, someone talking to Paul Dano's character, trying to reassure him because he's kind of, you know, having a little bit of a breakdown, um, realizing that Batman's not his BFF. And um, we we don't fully see this person, but based on the the talks about, like, jokes and, like, oh, he's a joker. and he No, says, he does, he's, he's a clown. He says, yeah. first you're the king, and then you're a clown. Yeah. And who, uh, yeah, the king. Who doesn't love a comeback or something like that? And uh, yeah, it's implied that it is a, a Joker type character who you can tell has some severe things going on with their face, um, which initially when I saw it, I was like, is that supposed to be Two-Face? Me too. But and then he made the clown reference and they laughed maniacally together. And I was terrible like, okay, laugh. very bad laugh. Do you know who that actor is? Yes, but I'll let you say it. Um, so if anyone's seen the amazing movie, The Eternals, yeah. So the guy that can just kind of manipulate groups of people, like, randomly. I don't remember his fucking name because he was the dumbest uh, Barry character. Barry Keoghan. That's not his name in The Eternals, but that's the actor's name. Right? Oh, yeah. But- yeah. That guy is going to be Joker. But here's what I will say from, and I mentioned this earlier, Matt Reeves, the director, he did confirm, yes, it is supposed to be the Joker, but it is, it is a point in this person's history where they are not actually the Joker yet. They are just, they're a person that is a criminal that is severely deranged because they have a physical uh, deformity from birth that is real, that uh, it's a real thing that causes them to always be smiling. And it's fucked with this person their whole life, you know, because they're like harassed their whole life. And it made them, you know, physically hurt themselves and physically even deform themselves even more and start doing crime. This person is there now. They're not 100% the Joker yet. So in a sequel, this person might not even be, they might not even show up. We might see other rogues gallery characters before we see a emergence of this character becoming the Joker in this universe. So that'd be pretty sweet. I have a problem with that. One, too many, again, too many versions of the Joker. We're already here and we're going to get a different version of the Joker and the Flashpoint Paradox bullshit with Michael Keaton. And one thing I think, of, and I, uh, was it Todd Phillips that directed the Joker movie? I think it was Todd Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong. I think I might be wrong. But the thing that annoys the fuck out of me is that this would be the perfect the perfect Batman to have Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in. He I, think would, it's, I, think he, it's, I think it's a different like time. He would fit perfect. Yeah, but he yeah age him up a bit. Yeah, he would yeah. be old, but like in the comics is the thing that the the Joker kind of like is always been around for a long time. But they could do that like the Joker's always a different person. Like, but still like I feel like he would fit so nicely into this Batman. Like, 
Yes, it would be like 20 years later and they'd have to age him up a bit, but I think they could do it. And I think it would I think it would be really fucking good. I think it would have worked, but I get it. I know uh, Robert Pattinson is even said uh, him and Matt Reeves don't want to mix into this whole universe bullshit. They wanted to just be like a want like Batman standalone mm-hmm. shit, like which yep. is fine. I'm I fine think- with that because I think. Honestly, when they started making this movie, I think Joker, I don't think they had actually confirmed, like, we're going to do another movie. Because when they first were coming out with that movie with Joaquin Phoenix, they were like, no, this is, we're just doing this one movie. I think it's we, still going to no be a plans. one-off. I don't think they're doing a sequel. They, I'm sure if they throw a couple hundred million dollars at each of them, Joaquin Phoenix would be like, eh, I guess I'll put on the makeup again. But yeah, I mean, that could be perfect as a standalone. But what if Joaquin Phoenix's Joker becomes the inspiration for this universe's person that's to been become a, the joke a lot of talk where you know people are saying that maybe they're trying to make us think that this is the joker and then the real joker comes into play that could be that, that could be crazy like being like ah, no fuck you kid there's only one joker and it's me like yeah. there's but yeah like matt reeve said like this is a person who it's implied he could become the joker but he's not there yet He's just a fucking yeah. fucked up individual uh, individual who is obsessed with just chaos. I just want to see them dive more into the obscure characters. Like I because Arnold fucking ruined it. I would like them to take another shot at Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I think they could do that pretty well. Because if you remember the animated series one, I actually used to get as a kid. It used to creep me out their version of Mr. Freeze. He had like, I don't know if you remember, he was just very like blunt and very, he, even his voice was very weird and yeah. he, he was just like dark. Like, and I think even in the animated series, it shows him like freezing a cop and then just breaking half of his body. And just, you know, it would be a great villain and it's not even like top tier rogues villain gallery. Victor Zaz would be great. The guy that like every time he murders someone, he like leaves clues and shit for Batman like very like yeah it doesn't have even like and he cuts symbols and he cuts yep. notches into himself that's that's the type of psycho shit we were seeing with Riddler and and if they keep to the this formula of making everything like a like a like a crime drama yeah that would be perfect like and it's good for the people that aren't familiar with the games or the comic books because then they'd be like, holy shit, we're actually investigating a crime. Or here we knew it was the Riddler the whole time, but it's like, who is he? But it's like, what is the purpose? And I thought yeah. that was cool. Let's this. not get into like Killer Croc or Solomon Grundy anytime soon. No. That seems like taking it a step past the realism that this movie is real. It's really trying to push the realism. Um Let's not get to those characters. I'd yet. like to see them take like a realistic, but it would be hard to make it realistic, but not make it over a top like Clayface, but make it mild that he doesn't turn into this huge beast. Maybe that he just keeps his face, keeps getting manipulated and he keeps murdering people by changing his identity by morphing his face with this chemical clay. Hmm. Cause that's how he becomes like, you don't need to make him huge and ridiculous. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, we were going to talk about video game music tracks in this, and we did mention it at the beginning of this episode. Uh, and obviously, I got to do some editing work. Woo! Uh, 
but Josh and I realized we really got into the deeps and depths of talking about the Batman. So we decided next episode is when we're going to talk about um, not particularly our favorites, but some of uh video game music tracks that we really enjoyed over our time of being alive. What a weird sentence I just said. Oh, well, you asked me to give you my favorites, so I gave you my favorites. Well, I oh, I thought you said I don't know. There was some confusion. Cuz if here. if I'm going to talk about like video game music that's iconic, why wouldn't I give you like Folks, I forgot with Josh with music, I have to be You have to be specific. Specific. Cuz so at first he was favorite. like video game covers and I was no, like, "Oh, cool." I didn't and then he maybe he didn't covers. say covers. It's cuz we were talking about video yes. games covers excuse exclusively. Excuse moi. Excuse moi. <laughs> But yes, okay. Favorites, definitely favorites. Over, you know, that's all. That's yeah. You're right. It is favorites. I misspoke, and I should be greatly punished. No Elden Ring for a week. No, fuck <laughs> you. I'm taking the PlayStation Five away. Oh my god. I'm like, gonna erase your characters. <laughs> god damn. Would you it. be mad if I deleted your? Character? I would be so fucking pissed, man. All I've been doing is fucking leveling up. And leveling up and leveling up because I'm trying to make my character so OP and um, I am crushing it with some bosses. But then it's just like still if they hit me, I'm fucking fucked because I've just been focusing on leveling up my magic. And I don't wear heavy armor because I have to avoid people constantly. So, you know, I'm working on it. But fucking... (laughs) This isn't going to be a whole spiel about Elden Ring again because I already know my. We, co- we did, yeah, we did that like a week ago, yeah. <laughs> two weeks ago. And I'm already every time my coworkers are like, "So how's it going in Elden Ring?" And then it's like cut to two hours later where I'm like, "So also in Elden Ring." I'm like, "Andrew, oh we God, gotta get to fuck. work." Yeah, it's like shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yes, so join us next week when we talk about video game music, and I don't know if I, what I had for an outro sign. I'll just sing it. But if you have any questions or, um, you know, you're mad at us for spoiling Batman for you. Just... We barely spoiled it. <laughs> we Fuck did you. Barely. Everything's in the trailers. If you Or if you have anything that you'd like to say to us, you can reach out to us on 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. That's the number 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And you can also reach out to us on our Facebook and Instagram. Or if you want to actually listen to the purpose of this podcast, which is our video game music, (laughs) video game reviews and uh, movie discussions, you can go to our website at anchor.fm forward slash 8bitpod. That's the number Ocho Bitpod. Ocho! Ocho Bitpod. Also, that'll lead you to all of our other streaming app, streaming options like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Speaking of Apple Podcasts, shut the fuck up, Andrew. I'm not done talking. Speaking of Apple Podcasts, if you want to leave us a comment that we'll read live on the podcast, give us a five-star review. Andrew will be forced to read it, and you know that man can't read. I'm Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Vengeance. And we'll see you next week. He doesn't even sound like this in the movie. He's not doing a dumb voice. Actually, all sound like this. He's just talking. I wish the movie had subtitles. I'm Robert Pattinson. <laughs>